TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz and Adam Roberts with you this afternoon. Coming up in about an hour, you'll have a chance to win four free summer, or geez, four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets, which you can tune into the fan here during the morning and the afternoon. We'll be giving away four free Summerfest tickets each show every day up until August 3rd. So make sure to tune in in about an hour and call in. You'll have a chance to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. But it is the Fan Afternoon Show. We are broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. And I want to remind you guys that this portion of the Afternoon Show brought to you by News Nation, who has a News Nation exclusive tonight. Chris Cuomo sits down with Dan Abrams in his first television interview uh, with, with Abrams since leaving CNN. Dan Abrams live tonight, 9 to 8 central on News Nation. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find, your, to find News Nation on your television provider. Before we dive into the Packers talk, it is a Kim and LaVoy Judgment Day here on the Fan Afternoon Show. If you've been charged with drunk driving or any other criminal offense, don't take chances. Call the law firm of Kim and LaVoy, Wisconsin's best criminal defense firm. Call 414-257-2100 or go to KimandLavoy.com. They're your best defense. Our Kim and LaVoy Judgment of the Day as Packers training camp starts tomorrow. We had Aaron Rodgers take the media by storm today, looking like Nicolas Cage is Con Air, showing up to Packers training camp as players report, but tomorrow... And unfortunately, as training camp uh, is about to kick off, we had revealed players that were on the pup list to begin training camp. And unfortunately, David Bakhtiari is one of them. And, you know, when you hear that, and you also saw Christian Watson, a couple other players, Mason Crosby, who were put on the pup list, I think we got to remind fans that being on the pup list doesn't mean you're automatically on the pup list for the first couple weeks of the regular season. According to the NFL, the NFL will not allow clubs to place a player on the regular season pup list unless said player can begin camp on the pup list as well. Teams can activate the player from the pup at any point during camp if he begins the regular season on the pup list as well. He may miss the first six weeks of the season. So I just want to clarify that because just because you're on the pup list doesn't mean you're automatically out for the first couple of games, but it is kind of worrisome with David Bakhtiari, who we all know suffered that ACL injury about a year ago, if not two years ago, my mistake. And we thought it was going to be back at some point during the regular season, but we kind of give him a little bit. And unfortunately, he only plays that one regular season game against Detroit. And then on top of that, 
he ends up missing the Packers divisional round game again against the San Francisco 49ers after previously missing the NFC championship game when he originally suffered that torn ACL. It's just we're, we're at the point in medicine and, and surgeries and stuff like that with athletes. That I think the Adrian Peterson ACL recovery kind of spoiled how we view the recovery of athletes and how they recover from an ACL injury because Adrian Peterson came back so fast and like realistically since David Bakhtiari, when's the last time you heard a player having as much setbacks as Bakhtiari has dealt with when it comes to an ACL injury? But we're asking you guys, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. It is our Kim in the Void judgment of the day. Adam Roberts just posted the question on Twitter, and we have a poll up there as well. You can vote. Which part of this Packers offense concerns you the most going into the season? Which one kind of give you, gives you a little bit more, makes you worry a little bit more? Is it the wide receivers or the offensive line? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Because when I talk about the offensive line as a whole, I'm not just talking about left tackle. It's also right tackle. It's also left guard. Because Elton Jenkins, along with Bakhtiari, is probably going to be out for a majority of the regular season. And based on Bakhtiari's recovery and how he's been dealing with his ACL injury ever since then, I'm not banking on Elton Jenkins to automatically back, be back a year from when he suffered that initial ACL injury. So I'm crossing my fingers that Elton Jenkins can contribute to this team later on, and hopefully he can be back before the playoffs. But based on how it went last year with David Bakhtiari, I'm not putting anything, as we used to do on the Fan Afternoon Show with Rami Makhlouf, I'm not putting anything, quote, I'm a mama when it comes to those guys contributing for the Green Bay Packers this season. And conversely, I'm not putting anything on my mother on the wide receiver group <laughs> right. as well. We'll get into that a little bit, but I did want to remind you guys, with David Bakhtiari missing the playoffs, for the last two years, that I think a lot of people, when they point to David Bakhtiari, might not be ready for the regular season. Hopefully he doesn't have to stay on the pup list. Hopefully he can be activated from the physically unable to perform list before training camp is over. But at this point, I mean, if you're still dealing with stuff like this and you have and you can't participate in training camp at this point and how far it's been since he initially suffered that injury, to me, that's kind of worrisome. Anybody else on that physically unable to perform list, like Mason Crosby and Christian Watson, I'm not worried about because, like I just clarified, in order to be activated from the pup list in training camp, you have to be on it before it begins. So with Christian Watson, we know he was you know, recovering from some cleanup surgery that he had in the offseason. And Mason Crosby, I don't know what to tell you. Just Mason Crosby's kind of getting up there in age. So I'm not too worried about pretty much anybody else in the pup list going into the season. But the fact that David Bakhtiari is still dealing with stuff and he's not ready for training camp, even though this was Matt LaFleur from when we had the mandatory mini camp just a couple weeks ago when he was talking about David Bakhtiari. We were kind of talking about at this point, are you kind of selling what Matt LaFleur and the Packers are, are talking to you about with David Bakhtiari? This is what Matt LaFleur had to say a couple weeks ago at Packers mandatory mini camp on David Bakhtiari. Now, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this this time of the year and just make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully, for training camp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been close. He was out there in a the game, so it just. But it's just part of our process right now. I, we just thought that, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's played a lot of ball, and um, it's best to, you know, hold him from this this portion of it. Well, you heard from Matt Lafleur there, who uh, that was Lafleur at Packers mini, uh, mandatory minicamp a couple weeks ago when Bakhtiari, we all know, didn't participate. You heard him there. He said. Want him ready to go for training camp, and here we are. And David Bakhtiari once again is starting on the pup list, so hopefully he can be ready before training camp ends, or he can at least you know do some drills and stuff like that and get ready. 
or hopefully he's ready to go at least for the regular season. But the fact that we're still dealing with stuff like this, I mean, it makes makes the back of my you know the hairs on the back of my neck kind of stand right up. So with the offensive line, and once again, we're asking you four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. You can call in or tweet us at twelve fifty and the fan. Our Kim and the Void judgment of the day. You can go vote on our Twitter poll as well. Which part of the Packers offense concerns you the most going into this season? The wide receivers or the offensive line? And one last thing with the offensive line, we talk about Bakhtiari, but it's also Elton Jenkins. And you look at these offensive line constructions for the last couple of years in the playoffs with Bakhtiari being out last year and then also Elton Jenkins being out. Yash Najman was solid last year. Yash Najman was great at left tackle. And for some reason, when it came to the playoffs, for some reason, Yash wasn't in the game. And they decided to instead move Billy Turner, who was also just coming back from injury. They decided to move Billy Turner at left tackle and then have Dennis Kelly as your right tackle against the San Francisco 49ers this past season in the playoffs. And we all know how it went. Rodgers got sacked way more than he probably would have liked to, even though we all know that 49ers defense is good. I think we all realized that Yash Nijman probably would have made a good impact in that game. And having Billy Turner at your right tackle, the position that he's probably the most familiar with as a Green Bay Packer would have been a much better situation. So it just kind of makes me a little frustrated knowing that you had something that worked and then you just tried to shuffle the deck in the playoffs. And then on top of that, uh, 2020 in the NFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when Bakhtiari did initially suffer that ACL injury, so he was obviously out. Once again, they went with Billy Turner at left tackle against the Buccaneers, and they had Rick Wagner at right tackle. I don't know, man. Like, obviously, these these Packers rookie wide receivers, like, there's a lot of question marks surrounding them, but at least they have depth. And I like this Packers offensive line. I love what Adam Stunovich his last couple of years has been able to do in helping develop these guys. And now he's he's the offensive coordinator for the Packers. But I like these guys in the Packers offensive line. But without Bakhtiari, and if he's not ready to go for the regular season, and if Elton Jenkins isn't going to be back until much later than we all hoped for, I mean, yeah, you got Yash Nijman, you got Cole Van Lanen, and you have the rookie that you drafted out of UCLA that hopefully can contribute and you got John Runyon Josh Myers hopefully he can stay healthy after getting injured last year you got a couple more guys in that offensive line Royce Newman as well but let's say you're still waiting for those guys to come back Jenkins and Bakhtiari what happens if one of those guys goes down and you're still waiting for your your top two offensive linemen to come back I don't know man Uh, when I asked the question 414-799-1250 or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan I think when you think about it, the offensive line might be a little more worrisome than the wide receivers going into the season. Because, Adam, how many times have I heard uh, after Devontae Adams left, who I still wanted to do anything and everything to keep Devontae Adams, how many times have you heard, well, this is going to force Aaron Rodgers to spread the ball out more, and he's better without Devontae Adams. And yeah, that's great, but you have a proven commodity right now. I believe in Christian Watson. I believe in Dubs and all these other guys that they brought in via the draft. And I like Alan Lazard. I love Randall Cobb, but a lot of these guys are either injury prone or, let's be honest, as rookies, you're 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 expecting a lot from them in, in year one right away. That concept of if Devontae's gone, they got to spread it around. That would be pretty high on the power rankings of fan quotes or takes slash stances that we've heard over the last roughly well since he was gone. We should do that for a draft mockery. <laughs> Top draft <laughs> your favorite fan Cliches. takes. Yeah, fan Packer cliches. But I mean, that's that's my point, though, is we've heard that all this time. But I mean, let's be honest, Randall Cobb and especially Sammy Watkins at this point in their career, can you expect them to stay healthy for more than a couple weeks? Not really. Not really. Alan Lazard, I love that guy, but man, do you really trust Alan Lazard to be your 
number one wide receiver, which I saw so many Twitter posts after he you know, signed his qualifying offer. I love Alan Lazard, but I don't think he's the number one wide receiver, unfortunately. That's a syndrome of, I think, you put a receiver on our team on any of the other 31 teams, right. they go from wide receiver one to three, maybe four. When I say wide receiver one, I'm talking about Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, guys who are elite route runners and are elite wide receivers overall in their game. Alan Lazard, he's trying to just break the, the, the stereotype of him just being a blocking wide receiver. He can get you a couple great catches. He can make a game-changing impact here and there. But is he a great route runner as all these other number one wide receivers across the NFL? Not really. So it's going to be on Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and all these other wide receivers that they brought in via the draft to really make an impact right away, on top of the fact that you're also missing Robert Tunyon for a majority of the season to begin, I assume so. I've heard rumors about how Robert Tunyon might be ready for you know week one and all that. I'm sorry, but I don't trust anybody on this Packers team with an ACL injury after what happened with David Bakhtiari, so I'll believe it when I see it with Robert Tunyon. But the tight end group's going to have to step it up, and that puts more pressure on the wide receivers. So I don't think there's really a wrong answer here when we talk about what worries you more going into next season, the offensive line as a whole, or the wide receivers, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250MTheFan. I'm just saying that based on the last couple of years in the playoffs, that this offensive line, if, if we're still dealing with Bakhtiari stuff and Elton Jenkins might be not ready until probably the third quarter, you know, three-fourths of the season, that really worries me just because what if one of these other backup offensive linemen goes down and all of a sudden that really impacts a couple games to the Green Bay Packers and who knows, that might carry over into the playoffs if somebody else gets injured. So I don't think there's a wrong answer, Adam, when it comes to this question. Very early on in our Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day question on Twitter at 1250 AM, the fan, which you can vote on for the rest of the fan afternoon show. Uh, and it looks like the uh, voters so far leaning towards wide receiver as the group that concerns them more. I get it. I get it if you initially say wide receiver. Because I was talking with Toby Altizer doing the crosstalk before the fan afternoon show began. And he <laughs> it's like before I could even get the question out of my mouth, he's like, wide receiver, wide receiver, easily. I get it. But I think when you think about the offensive line over the last couple of years and really how the offensive line has impacted the playoffs, especially. I know you still have Devontae Adams and stuff like that. And unfortunately Rogers was force feeding it to Devontae, but at least he still had a plethora of wide receivers that he could trust. But at the end of the day, you're giving up sacks by Jason Pierre Paul. Guys are just getting driven back into Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't even have enough time to make throws to those wide receivers because David Bakhtiari's been out. Elton Jenkins has been out. You're asking Billy Turner to take over at left tackle when he's been taken over at right tackle last year all season, and Yash Nijman was your guy. And for some reason, you just didn't play Yash Nijman at all in the playoffs. And then in 2020, you lose David Bakhtiari before the playoffs even begin against the Chicago Bears, and you're moving Billy Turner again to left tackle. You're dealing with guys like J- you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, Dominican Sue. Um, oh, man. Who's the other nose tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't know why I thought of it if I couldn't think of the name. But that's you're talking about going up against elite pass rushers in the NFL, and you're still dealing with injuries. I don't know, man. That kind of worries me a little bit just as much as the Packers wide receiver group. But I get it. If you want to say wide receivers, you certainly have more than enough to make your point. So once you were again, thinking Vita Vea. Vita Vea. Thank you. I love Vita Vea, too. He's a beast, and he's underrated, and I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is across the NFL. But yeah, you were going up against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line in the, tw- in the 2020 NFC Championship game. You're doing it without David Bakhtiari, and it clearly made an impact on the game. So 
We'll talk about this a little bit more. We'll take a break here. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250MTheFan. It is the Kim and the Void judgment of the day here on the afternoon show. Which part of the Packers' offense concerns you the most going into the season? Is it the wide receivers or the offensive line? We'll talk about this and more. Take your calls. Read your tweets on the afternoon show with Sam Schmitz and Adam Roberts here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Robertson here for you this afternoon. Talking Green Bay Packers here on the afternoon show as training camp starts tomorrow. But we got the news a couple days ago that the Packers did place David Bakhtiari on the pup list. And it's not the end-all be-all. I mean, he could be activated from the pup list during training camp at the end of the day. Or he could be activated before the regular season begins. So it's not, you know, sound the alarms about if we're still dealing if we're still dealing with David Bakhtiari injury news at this point after we're almost like two years coming up on the injury since he suffered it. I mean, that's to me that's something to kind of maybe keep an eye on. Not saying you know panic and all that, but it is something that kind of worries me just a little bit. So we're asking you guys, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. It is our Kim and Lavoy judgment of the day here on the afternoon show. Which part of the Packers offense concerns you the most going into the season, wide receiver or the offensive line as a whole? Read some of your tweets here on at 1250 AM The Fan, or you can call us once again, 414-799-1250. Dr. E. Sox says on Twitter, Rodgers can't toss to the new kids when he's running for his life. David Bakhtiari is a definite concern. I get it. He didn't play last year, but Adams did, and without both, this could be a mess. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. Look, I think you can make a great point when it comes to the wide receivers. You can make a great point when it comes to the offensive line. All I'm saying is when I ask this question to you guys, especially when I ask it to Toby Altizer, a lot of people hesit- you know, don't even hesitate to say wide receivers. And I get it, but if you really think about it, the past couple of years, these offensive line injuries have been really hindering the Packers, and now... Look, after what happened with David Bakhtiari's injury and the fact that we're still dealing with stuff, I, 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 I'm I not trusting you know Elton Jenkins to be ready as soon as he's a year removed from his ACL injury. So on top of that, I like the guys that the Packers have on, on the offensive line. It's kind of like the Brewers when it comes to developing pitching. The Packers are great at developing offensive linemen over the past couple of years, even if it's a late-round draft pick. But let's say you're still waiting for Elton Jenkins to come back and David Bakhtiari might not be ready to go. Well, you got great depth on the offensive line waiting for those guys to come back, but what happens if somebody gets injured? And clearly, the offensive line injuries have impacted the Packers the last couple of years in the playoffs. David Bakhtiari suffered the ACL injury initial that year when they, before they went against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You clearly saw that affect the line with Billy Turner going to left tackle, and then you go to Billy Turner again at left tackle because David Bakhtiari played one regular season game, and unfortunately the ACL injury acted up again with knee fluid and stuff like that. And you had Billy Turner once again at left tackle and Dennis Kelly at right tackle, and you didn't even play Yash Nijman. So, I don't know, man. All I'm saying is I hope David Bakhtiari can be ready to go, but at this point, I'm not banking on anything, and I think you could certainly make an argument for the wide receivers because a lot of these guys in the Packers, they are older. They are injury-prone, especially Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins. And then on top of that, Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs, they definitely have the potential, but it's going probably, to probably take them probably two to three weeks before they actually can figure it out and make an impact right away because we've even seen the best wide receivers in the NFL over the past couple of years, like Justin Jefferson, like Jamar Chase, those two LSU wide receiver studs. I mean, even think about them. If you look at the box scores and everything, like, let's be honest, they didn't really make an impact in the NFL until about week three or so. So I like Christian Watson a lot. I think he can be great and hopefully he can produce from what the Packers were hoping for when they drafted him. But I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. And I, I certainly understand if you have a little bit of worries about the wide receiver group for the Green Bay Packers going into the 2022 season. 
414-799-1250. Let's get out to the phone lines. Let's go to James in Waukesha. James, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you, man? Good. How about you? Good, good. Hey, um, I, I guess I don't have any concerns in, in whether it's offense or defense because my faith is in the, the Packers organization and their, their management and uh, from the top on down. Because let's face it, we can go back over the years and, and let's face it, injuries, the, the life expectancy of a NFL player is what, three and a half years? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a reason Gary Glanville said not for long, okay? And we can go back to Sterling Sharp. His career was cut short. From Michael Finley, Nick Collins, and, and, and on and on and on. And, but in the meantime, the Packers have always been in contention. Still. Now, now, playoffs, that's another story. All right, but give me a chance to win. I get it, James, and I appreciate the phone call. Once again, it's 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. Look, when it comes to that defense. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I got no worries about that defense at all whatsoever. Man, oh, man. Nor should you. We'll probably talk about it uh, later on throughout the week, about the Packers defense just as a whole, where you think they rank, where you think they're going to rank at the end of the season. Do you think they're a top 10 defense, top 5, best defense in the NFL? We'll talk about that later on in the week. But, yeah, I got no worries about the defense. But I'm talking about the offensive line because at the end of the day, like we're still dealing with injuries and stuff like that with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. Hopefully Bakhtiari can be ready. But, I mean, if we're you heard Matt LaFleur at Packers mandatory minicamp a couple weeks ago. I'll play it for you once again here. He said that they were hoping that Bakhtiari could be ready for training camp. Now, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this this time of the year and just make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully, for training camp. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's been close. He was out there in a the game, so it just... But it's just part of our process right now. I mean, we just thought that, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's played a lot of ball, and um, it's best to you know, hold them from this this portion of it. So there you heard from Matt LaFleur just a couple weeks ago at Packers mandatory minicamp talking about Bakhtiari. You heard from him there. He said he was 
going to be hopefully ready for training camp, but here we are, and Bakhtiari's going to start on the pup list. And I got to clarify once again, because it's not the end-all, be-all if a guy starts on the pup list. They have to be on there in order to be activated during training camp. And he still could be activated even before the regular season. So we'll see how it pans out with Dave Bakhtiari. But the fact that we're still dealing with this stuff almost damn near two years since the injury and all that, I mean, I thought Bakhtiari could be ready to go. And the fact that we're still dealing with stuff is kind of worrisome. But what say you? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250MFans. Our Kim and the Void judgment of the day. Which part of the Packers offense concerns you the most going into the season? Is it the wide receivers or the offensive lines? Got to the phone lines. Mike is in Pewaukee. Mike, you're on the fan. Wow, that was quick. Uh, so I actually called about Julio Jones. and That's fine. Uh, but to answer the question, my biggest uh, concern probably is the wide receivers, but 1A maybe now that, you know, with the the news about Bakhtiari, I, that, that worries me too. Because uh, uh, he – he came back and then uh, in that Detroit game, and I thought that was a bad idea. I thought it was a terrible idea, and it was a bad idea. But anyways, um, the Julio Jones thing, uh, I was a proponent of getting him, not because I, I, I don't necessarily he's going to get you over the hump, but he is a tried-and-true uh, wide receiver. He's a bona fide wide receiver. He, he's, we all know he's not really a touchdown maker, but um, – He's got a lot of experience. He's caught a lot of balls. Um, he was pretty prolific in his day. I know he's older, but the unwillingness for the Packers to go out and get him kind of bothers me. Um, he's, you know, I, how much did he even sign for with uh, Tampa? We're still waiting um, on the deer. We're, we're still waiting on the numbers, but all we know is it's a one-year deal. Okay, and and see, here's the thing: Tom Brady is a he's as cerebral as Aaron Rodgers, and he. You know, he gets what he wants, and I don't know if Aaron Rodgers lobbied to get Julio Jones or not. Maybe he didn't, but I, I don't see how it's going to hurt you necessarily, and especially if it's a one-year or two-year deal, million, million and a half bucks. Who I, I have no idea, but the lack of depth on the Packer receiving core, you know, just to me, throwing in a Julio Jones, how can it really hurt at this point? In the guy's career, he's not—he's not, he's not going to be making five, ten million. I don't think. Yeah, and, and, um, and to your point, Mike. I mean, he could show the guys the ropes, especially the rookie wide receivers. Even though you got a guy like Randall Cobb you. and Alan Lazard, but exactly. on top of that, thank I think—I think to your point, I think what you want to do, especially if he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you want to play keep away from them. Exactly, and you know, and again, um, he's not a touchdown machine, but the guy knows—he he stretches the field for sure. I think. I think at this point, he just is a touchdown machine. I, I, I don't think you can rely on him downfield like he used to be just because yeah, last year he couldn't probably, stay on the field. But even so, like probably right. a, and, a and red I zone target would be great for Aaron Rodgers this season. Exactly. But my overriding point, I think, is that, you know, uh, wherever Tom Brady is, he knows what it takes. And look at how long it took for Julio Jones to get picked up. Why couldn't it have been the Packers? That's all I'm saying. And again, it goes back to just just the uh, the amount of time the guy's been playing the game, the position, and like you said, he can you know the other guys can learn from him if nothing else. And he is a target; he's a legit target. And uh, you know, hey, but it is what it is. And uh, you know, I don't think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl this year. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see how you lose the best wide receiver in the game and get better. Uh, you know, offensively, I think they're going to be okay. 
I'm not so I'm not with everybody else. I'm not I'm I don't know if they're going to be a top five defense. I, I'm hoping they're going to be a top ten defense. I know they got a couple of studs in in the first and second round from Georgia, but you know they've still got to prove they've got to do it on the field. And you know it doesn't always translate, even right. if you're from a big time school like Georgia. I get it, but. Oh, I'm 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 waiting to see uh, if they're going to be a top five defense. I hope so. Right. That would be a good thing. Mike, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks, Sam. No problem. Once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 in the fan. We're talking about our Kim and LaVoy judgment day here on 1250 in the fan. Which, which part of the Packers offense concerns you the most going into next year? Is it the wide receivers or the offensive line? We also have a pull-up at 1250 in the fan that you can vote on. I just updated it, Adam, and it surprisingly kind of almost evened up a little bit right now in our poll on 1250 and the fan is it wide receivers or the offensive line that worries you more going into next season it's now at 52 percent wide receivers and 47 percent offensive line they so, heard my first update all the voters and suddenly came out of the woodworks to right. try and even things up plenty of time to go vote on that we'll talk about it more throughout the show we'll bring it back up during pick lane we'll talk about this more too after the commercial break got a couple more things i want to elaborate on when it comes to this packers wide receivers especially with the rookies We'll talk about this and more as the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz and Adam Roberts here this afternoon on 1250 AM The Fan. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts this afternoon. Got Night's Gourmet Popcorn coming up in a couple minutes here, but wanted to talk about the Packers for a few more minutes. Once again, this portion of the Afternoon Show brought to you by News Nation that has a News Nation exclusive tonight. Chris Cuomo sits down with Dan Abrams in his first television interview since leaving CNN. The Chris Cuomo exclusive on Dan Abrams Live Tonight, 9 to 8 Central on News Nation. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. Also, never miss a moment from the fan again. With the free Odyssey app, you can download the Fan Afternoon Show and listen whenever and wherever works best for you. You can listen to that sweet Night's Gourmet Popcorn theme song sung by Bart Winkler if you download the Odyssey app and favorite the Fan Afternoon Show. So that's always available if you want. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A lot of people like it. That's all I'm saying. Once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AmTheFan. A couple more minutes here talking about the Packers, wide receivers, and the offensive line before we get to tonight's gourmet popcorn and pick a lane and your chance to win four free Summerfest tickets at 5 o'clock. What concerns you the most going into next season? It's our Kim and LaVoy judgment of the day. The wide receivers or the offensive, or the offensive line going into the next year for the Green Bay Packers. Now, one thing I want to kind of talk about a little bit because we were talking about Adam uh, how many times have you heard Packers fans talk about well Devontae Adams is gone so that means Aaron Rodgers is going to spread the ball out more and stuff like that and Aaron Rodgers is 7-0 without Devontae Adams that's all good and all that but that's we're talking about the regular season great fan voice by the way no thank you that's my typical voice for anything and I don't know why I go to that but it is what it is but on top of that Adam how many times do I hear well, Christian Watson was drafted in the second round. You know how many how many Packers wide receiver legends have been drafted in the second round, and how look at how they panned out. How many times have we heard that? More than enough. More than enough. And I think the thing that we all forget: I love Greg Jennings. I love Jordy Nelson. I love Randall Cobb. I love Devontae Adams. And you're right; those guys were drafted in the second round, and those guys did turn out to be number ones in the NFL. And Devontae Adams just turned out to be the number one wide receiver in the NFL last year. But I think the thing we all forget that's different about these Packer rookie wide receivers compared to those legendary Packer wide receivers is that when those guys were drafted in the second round, you know, Greg Jennings had Donald Driver ahead of him in the depth chart to show him the ropes and to take over right away. You know, Jordy Nelson had, you know, Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. Randall Cobb 
had those guys as well. And then Devontae Adams, he had Jordy Nelson above him in the depth chart as the number one wide receiver to take over. Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. I mean, Alan, look, I love Alan Lazard, like I said, but compared to those guys that I just named, Jordy, Cobb, you know, Adams, Driver, Jennings, Lazard is not in that same class. I'm sorry. He's good. He's not those guys. And Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs and all these guys, they don't have that number one veteran wide receiver to show them the ropes. Randall Cobb was that guy, but let's be honest. He's like the number three, number four wide receiver on the depth chart, and he can't trust him to stay healthy. So he can talk it, you know, he can show them all they want in training camp. But I think we forget that there is going to be so much pressure thrown in on these Packers rookie wide receivers right away, especially Christian Watson, that it is not like Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, you know, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. It is a different situation than those other Packers wide receivers that were drafted in the second round. Arguably, the best wide receiver on the entire Packers staff might be Jason Vrabel, wide receiver's coach. <laughs> oh, man. Why do you got to do that? <laughs> but anyways, we're asking you guys, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Once again, we have a poll up also on the fan account that you can vote. It's our Kim in the Void judgment of the day. What concerns you the most going into next season, the offensive line or the wide receivers? Let's see. Bobby on Twitter says, I was going to say tight ends, actually, but without Bob back, you, uh, Oh, Bob Tunyon. You kind of convinced me on the offensive line now. And once again, I don't I don't think there's a wrong answer when it comes to these two position groups. And I know I should probably focus in on just left tackle or right tackle, but it really is the offensive line as a whole that might worry me a little bit more because Elton Jenkins is also going to miss a significant portion of the regular season this season as well. And after how Bakhtiari went last year with his ACL recovery, I love Elton Jenkins, and he could be you know, a freak returning from his ACL injury, and he could be back sooner than we all expected and be back right away and not miss a beat. But I can't put any stock into that knowing what happened with David Bakhtiari. And the fact that you heard from Matt LaFleur once again at Packers Mandatory Minicamp talking about how they expected David Bakhtiari to be ready for training camp, and here we are. He's starting on the pup list. I mean, what's going on? No, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this this time of the year and just make sure he's – continuing to get stronger and ready to go hopefully for training camp yeah yeah i mean he's been close he was out there in a game so it just but it's just part of our process right now we just thought that yeah i mean this is a guy that's played a lot of ball and um it's best to you know hold him from this this portion of it well training camp's tomorrow matt and unfortunately bakhtiari is going on the pup list to begin training camp and he could be activated, you know, during training camp and he could be ready before the regular season begins. We could, uh, this could all just be a whole bunch of, you know, panic meter and stuff like that. But I mean, here we are, we're coming up, you know, this season would almost be, we're about a year and a half or so, or almost two years away from Bakhtiari's injury. And we're still dealing with stuff. I mean, at this point you thought David Bakhtiari would just be good to go for training camp and not have to worry about it. But I don't know that that kind of worries me a little bit. I should clarify, uh, wide receivers coach Jason Rabel has never played wide receiver. However, he was an accomplished quarterback in college at Marietta, number one in school history in passing yards, completions, and touchdown passes. You related to Mike Rabel? That is Let me know a if you figure question. that out. But I don't know, it's going to kind of popped up in my mind. Sure. On Twitter, Kevin tweets into 1250 and the fan. You can also call in 414-799-1250. A couple more minutes here before we get to tonight's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Kevin on Twitter says, nothing easily a playoff team, likely one to three, the number one to three seeds in the NFC if Rodgers is healthy all year, then just comes down to the random playoffs. And I get that, but went into the random playoffs last year without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, 
and you lost to the San Francisco 49ers, despite getting Jair Alexander back, too, for a game. So, I don't know. All I'm saying is I just want to know that those guys can be relied on, and I don't want to have to deal with another Billy Turner at left tackle and Dennis Kelly situation going into the playoffs. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I want Yash Nijman to play when he's actually shown that he can contribute in the playoffs. Uh, we actually asked this yesterday, too, on Twitter because we wanted to talk about it. It was, it was initially our topic that we wanted to talk about yesterday, but then we got the news that Matt LaFleur, Brian Gudikins, Russ Ball, they all got extended by the Green Bay Packers, so this kind of took a back seat to it. But we did have some people that tweeted in yesterday. I want to, I want to make sure we hear from them as well. <laughs> Jeez. Jacob on 1250 and the fans says, go watch Bucks versus Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. Report back after. And I think what he's referring to is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting past the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game. Because, well, I don't know. I could kind of take this two ways. Because what? Billy Turner had to play left tackle with mm. David Bakhtiari being out? Or is it because Aaron Rodgers tried to force feed it to the Aaron Rodgers tried to force feed it to Devontae Adams too many times in that game? And Both last could year be again. True. Both could be true. So it's interesting, but I'm not really sure what uh he's trying to get at. By the way, really quickly, I found an answer to the question on Jason and Mike Vrabel. What you we'll got? hear from uh Mike's voice himself from a couple of years ago. A reporter actually asked him this in Tennessee. Oh, no. Do you know Jason Vrabel, the offensive assistant on the Jets? I don't. All right. That clarifies Mystery it. Solved. Um, also on Twitter, when it comes to our Kim and LaVoy judgment of the day, when it comes to what worries you the most going into next season, or this season, my apologies, uh, what, is, what is his Twitter handle? Yesterday is a hard word, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, he says, oh, offensive line and by a wide margin. What's up, Adam? Really quickly, I've got some Packers news from Tom Pelissero, and it concerns that. Sammy Watkins. Tom reporting that the team has placed him on the active non-football injury list. Hmm. So hopefully it's, you know, I hope it's nothing serious. That sounds like it could be a personal issue and stuff like that. Hopefully that's resolved sooner than later, both for Sammy Watkins, you know, goodwill, and then on top of that, hopefully before the season. But hopefully everything's all right with Sammy Watkins, but... We'll see how that pans out throughout training camp. I mean, we haven't even started, and it'll start tomorrow, but we'll see how it goes. But yet, um, as Adam just mentioned, once again, breaking news on the fans brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast, getting an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day this baseball season. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So Sammy Watkins going on the, I don't have it in front of me, the non-football injury list. Active non-football injury list, yeah. All right. So even more questions around the wide receiver group, which is... Interesting timing that we're talking about this uh, question right now. A couple more responses on Twitter. A. Aaron on Twitter at 1250 and the fan says offensive line, hands down. Mike Bull on Twitter says offensive line. Jeffrey on Twitter at 1250 and the fan also says offensive line. Aaron is always scrambling from rushers. Stay healthy and aggressive. And then last but not least, Mark on Twitter at 1250 and the fan comments wide receiver. There's really no wrong answer in my opinion. I mean, you can make a great you can make a great argument for the wide receivers and the offensive line. I think you'd be right on either side. But for me, just knowing how much the offensive line depth impacted the Packers these last two playoff years, and on top of that, we're still dealing with David Bakhtiari on the pup list to begin training camp. Hopefully it's nothing too serious and he can be ready to go during training camp and be good for the regular season. But I don't know. I, at this point, I was kind of hoping that we could be over the David Bakhtiari recovery stuff and all that. Uh, Travis just tweets in at 12:50 a.m. The fan he says, "Is it concerning that Christian Watson is starting the season on the pup list?" And once again, this goes back to what I was saying about Bakhtiari going on the pup list. Like at the end of the day, the NFL protocol is that in order to be activated from the pup list during training camp, you have to be on there before it even begins. So 
look, at the end of the day, Bakhtiari could be activated during training camp and he could be participating. That could be great news and we can rejoice. But everybody else in that pup list right now doesn't really concern me because of what I just said, because they have to be on there before it even begins to be activated during training camp. With Christian Watson, we know that he has been recovering from kind of like a cleanup. I believe it was like a hip surgery or something like that. With Christian Watson, he is just kind of, I guess, taking a little bit more time, a little bit more caution after kind of doing a cleanup surgery. So not really worried about Christian Watson. I can't say I'm really surprised that Mason Crosby was on there just because of the age and all that. So pretty much everybody else aside from David Bakhtiari, I don't really worry too much. I think they'll be ready to go, certainly for the regular season and probably even during training camp. But we'll talk about this more at the top of the hour for Pickle Lane. We'll bring this back as, along with all the Brewer topics that we brought up as well as we'll talk about Devontae Adams kind of clarified his uh, comments about <laughs> going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer when it comes to Devont- their, um, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about that later on in the show. And also, your chance to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets at 5 o'clock as well. Make sure to stay tuned to the Fan Afternoon Show. Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery coming up next here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that night, gourmet popcorn, cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights gourmet popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is that time for nights gourmet popcorn. Brought to you by, well, nights gourmet popcorn. Uh, 1215 fan. Duh. It is Nice Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Nice Gourmet Popcorn providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Make sure to mention 1258 in the fan when you go there and you'll get yourself 20% off your order. Yesterday, before I do today's topic and we bring in our guest, Evan Heffelfinger, let's recap yesterday's draft real quick. Tim Allen, Adam Roberts across the side from me and myself, we drafted... All-time athletes that you would want in your on your team for a street fight. Basically, we were going to do an anchorman fight scene, and we wanted all-time athletes. I ended up winning the draft with 59% of the vote. Adam, you finished in third with 12%, but you didn't finish with 2%, so there's Very that. True. And then Tim Allen finished in second with 29%. So the standings now are in season three of Draft Mockery. I'm up to eight victories now. Toby. A completely different person than he was last season in Draft Mockery. Toby's in second with six victories. Kevin Holden, Stephanie Sutton, Tim Allen, and they are all tied with two at third place. And then Evan Heffelfinger, Tim Shea, Adam Roberts, Bart, uh, Bart Winkler. I was about to say Bart and then Scott Grotsky. Uh, Scott, can't wait. Scott Grotsky's right next to it, so it said Bart Scott. But Bart Winkler has won. Scott Grotsky has won as well. Today's guest, Evan Heffelfinger. You can hear him on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show. What's up, buddy? What's going on, boys? Good to see that our technology is as good as ever. Um, so yeah, 
I don't want to even start about that. Um, so I'm confused because I haven't really seen you. Or I haven't heard from you here in a while. And then I saw yesterday on Snapchat, you're like in, it looks like the Garden of Eve and all that. What, what, Where are you and what are you doing? Well, so, yeah, the way that the July schedule has worked out just horrifically for me getting into the studio. Okay. But I, uh, I was up north uh, in Crivets, Wisconsin, or Pound, Wisconsin. Love Crivets. I was in Pound Town. Um, I, <laughs> I just got, it is literally the town of Pound. Okay. It is true. Um, okay. All right. Um, I just got back. Uh, I'm going to the Brewer game tonight, so of nice. course I won't be on the show tonight. Yeah. They have a day game tomorrow, then an off day Thursday, so I will be in on Sunday. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here, Evan, because we have an interesting draft here today on 1250 AM The Fan. Um, we were originally going to do like the current athlete version of yesterday's draft, but some tragic news broke yesterday. Um, I know Bart Winkler is poking fun at it, and it's kind of what I want to do today. Uh the Chaco Taco has been discontinued. I wasn't ready for this, man. <laughs> Moment of silence for the Chaco Taco. Thank you. Evan, what are your thoughts on the Chaco Taco? Do you have any words that you'd like to say at the funeral of the Chaco Taco? I'm just sad. I They're am too. so good. I just had one a couple weeks ago, actually. Remember when there was that heat wave? Yeah. I literally went to the grocery store just to get a Choco Taco. Yeah, eat it, Winkler. I mean, he's the one who tweeted out yesterday Literally. that, oh, no, the Choco Taco has been discontinued, the one thing you had like three times throughout your life and then never cared about. I beg to differ. The Choco Taco was superior. That was a convenience store mainstay in the Roberts household. Right, and to honor the discontinuation of the Choco Taco here on Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery, we've done this one. We did it a long time ago. It was like one of the first drafts we did when I took over with Rami. But we are going to do it in order to honor the Choco Taco. We are doing, for Draft Mockery, ice cream chuck snacks. The best ice cream chuck snacks, all right? I feel like that's pretty explanatory. I don't really need to go into too much depth. Um, Today's draft order. Evan, you'll actually be picking first. I will be picking second. Adam, you'll be picking third. Um, Do we take the Choco Taco off the board? Because that's... That seems like a pretty good idea. Okay, so... Evan, you are up with the first pick. And I'm glad I don't have the first pick because hosting, I do not have a draft board like usual. So this is harder for me. I'm going straight off of memory from this because going to the ice cream truck is one of the greatest moments from my childhood. Just, I mean, I, still to this day as an adult, whenever I hear the jingle, I get excited. Um, hit the noise, please. What? The, you know, well, never mind. Okay. Uh, I'm, <laughs> You're asking us to work really quickly here, Evan. We don't have an ice cream truck drop ready. No, I was was thinking the drop drop. Oh, okay. Well, I had to, like, you know, I could have, but I didn't have it ready. My bad. Well, I'm going to go with the goat of the ice cream truck, and it's the SpongeBob popsicle. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Also, Adam, when you put this up, make sure to mention that we couldn't take the Choco Taco. This is in honor of the Choco Taco, all right? Sounds good. Because, Evan, yesterday we did our uh, draft mockery of all-time athletes that we'd like to have on a you know, on our team for a street fight, and we clarified. Mm-hmm. We are just doing, like, NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA players. We weren't doing, like, actual professional fighters. And people were like, why didn't you guys take professional fighters? Why didn't you guys take oh, Ray Lewis? Which I won't comment too much about. But, yeah, I mean, people, listen, listen to the segment. All right. 
So, Evan, you are going with the first overall pick, the SpongeBob ice cream, whatever. We'll shorten it to it, SpongeSicle. It, I think it's a popsicle. Yeah, I like, ooh, I like that. SpongeSicle. But will people know what you mean when you say the SpongeSicle? If they're listening, they will know. That's that's fair enough. And if you don't, that's on you. Sabotage? All right. No, I don't know. You kind of agreed to it. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, my first pick in today's ice cream truck snack draft. Let me see. Hmm. I'm going to go with the – I feel like you can't go wrong with the Chip Witch. Yep. I love – look, I'm a chocoholic man, and I love me some ice cream, and I love me some chocolate. You put that in the closest thing to a cookie, I'm down. So give me the Chip Witch for my first pick. Adam. Hmm. I have a couple of options. You do. I, unlike you, prepared and do have a draft board in front of me. I wish I could have, but I got a lot going here right now. Very true. <laughs> this is very true. Um, so I'm going to take a risk and assume that the second one I had will still be available for my second pick. I am going to go with the ice cream mm, sandwich. I feel like that was the classic. You know, I'm proud of you as opposed to yesterday's draft. You know, Shut I up. Feel like, I feel like that was the right Shut pick. up. Ty Domi would have, is an amazing first pick. <laughs> I had the yeah, cojones that's, that's to make that selection. Donkey. That's the big fundamental right there. Right. The ice cream sandwich. All right. Um, Evan, back to you for your second pick. Well, so I got the goat of the ice cream truck, and now I'm going to get the goat of all popsicles. Give me the bomb pop. The bomb pop. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I was hoping the ice cream sandwich would drop to me, but clearly it's not going to. Um, for my second pick, give me – do you guys know what I mean when I say the push-up pops? Mm-hmm. Yep. I loved those as a kid. They used to have them at the swimming pool all the time, and I would eat like you know four of them when I was there. So give me the push-up pops for my second pick. Adam, your second pick. With my second selection, thankfully that one I was talking about is still here. I am going to go with the fudgesicle. Yep. That's yep. A great pick. Look at you going so you're so solid right now. You want the ice cream sandwich and the fudgesicle. I mean, like you said, Evan, that's that's the big fundamental draft mockery right now. Oh yeah. All right. I was between the fudgesicle and what I'm gonna pick for my third pick, the orange creamsicle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Staples right now. We're drafting the staples of the draft right now. I okay. feel like um this is really harder than I thought it was gonna be without the Choco Taco. Um, but I want to ask you guys, what would you do for a Klondike bar? There we go. What would I do for a Klondike bar? I would host every single show on this station with no producer. Jeez. That's okay. what I would do for a Klondike bar. What do you want to say? Jeez. All right. Um, your third pick. Let's see. Let's go to the big board. All right. Oh, we're starting to get down here pretty quick. Ooh, ooh. no. <laughs> Here's a good one. Here's a good one. I can't believe anyone hasn't said this one yet, Don't but there's some it. good options. I'm going to go with the snow cone. Okay, that's not uh, where I thought you were going. That's I'm not a good a, pick, though. I'm not a big snow cone guy. Is that a, is that a hot take? Ones and they're bad. Not really? I mean, it's just frozen ice and, like, flavoring but if it's done correctly it's the perfect treat now obviously there is a very fine line between a good snow cone and like you said just pouring flavoring over some frozen water yeah okay i mean i I, don't get me wrong i feel like at this point in the draft that's a good one but i wouldn't have taken that just my personal preference so evan uh this is this his third pick or is this the final round last last round all right and i cannot believe that this lasted until the fourth round this is the steal of the draft. Give Probably. me the drumstick. 
drums. Oh no! Dang okay. it! Oh, you just won the draft. Dang it! I, I disagree, but it is a good pick. No, the drumstick is the steal of the draft. I feel like that's a first round value there. There you are the one man that I fear in draft mockery. I'm gonna say that's like that's as well, uh Aaron it, Go it ahead. comes with food, I'm sure. <laughs> Jeez. You're lucky I don't have the drop ready. <laughs> I I can't combat that with my last pick, no matter what I take. Um hmm. I was gonna go with the drumsicle. Wow, look at you. Um uh, can I go with like the like a frozen lemonade thing, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, as my last pick, it's not it's not terrible. You can still get it in your ice cream truck, but uh, man, you I can't believe you got the drumstick with your last pick. That's on me, man. That's on me, Adam. The last pick of the draft. So I'm gonna wrap this up with a little bit of a sleeper pick. I don't know if this is gonna help my cause, but every time I see this at the ice cream truck, granted I haven't gone up to a truck probably in 15 years, but this was always I think someone would get it, and no one would ever remember it. But then you have a bite. And you're like, wow, that's really good. I'm going to go, and I'll see if this fits the character limit, Strawberry Shortcake Bar. I'll accept it. Interesting. I'll accept it. Okay. If I did it like a frozen lemonade thing, I'll do the uh, whatever that was. I'll accept it. Haven't yeah, you good with that? One that has, yeah, it has like almost like a cake batter on the outside. Ooh, cake batter. It's mm-hmm. like a, yeah, and then it's got the sweet strawberry pick. filling on the inside. All right, yeah, Adam. Can you uh, recap the teams real quick? Absolutely, host Sam Schmitz. For today's Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery, best ice cream truck treats, no Choco Taco. We're doing in memoriam. Yep. <laughs> Evan Heffelfinger, you selected, in order, the Sponge Sickle, Bomb Pop, Cream Sickle, and the Steel, the Drumstick. That sounds like a winner. Sam Schmitz, you chose the Chip Witch, Push Pop, What Would You Do for a Klondike Bar, and Frozen Lemonade. And I went with ice cream sandwich, fudge sickle, snow cone, and strawberry shortcake. That will be up for you to vote on at 1250 AM The Fan on Twitter in just a little bit. Evan Heffelfinger, thank you so much for the time, and we will talk to you later on. Once again, as always, love you. Love you, boys. Have a good I show. I'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks, Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> That was Evan Heffelfinger of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Once again, you can vote on Night's Gourmet Popcorn in just a few minutes when Adam gets that up on 1250 AM The Fan. Coming up next, after the break, it's time for Pickle Lane and your shot to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. Make sure to call 414-799-1250. We'll tell you the details coming up after the break here on The Fan Afternoon Show. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.